Consistent self-improvement, everybody. I am Classic Carpenter, and you are listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I am here today with my co-host, Gypsy. Hello, everybody. And I am also here with a very special guest and a third team member. Give it up for Mr. Louise. Hi, everybody. Everybody. Thank you. <laughs> so today, we are coming together for our first... Um, three-person podcast is very exciting and we're just going to fill in you know kind of what we're doing asking questions and explaining what we really got going on here so i'm gonna hand it right on over to gypsy and we're gonna get this thing rocking well let's get to know our guest louise um we really appreciate you for letting us uh, test out these mics because we've had a lot of call-in guests so we haven't had our in-person yet so Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, and tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, so I'm an infrastructure designer, uh, mainly focusing on telecommunications. Uh, but I also do um, design for, uh, or I'm sorry, for residencies and, uh, and, and commercial businesses. Um, and I, I've specialized in uh, facades, like uh, basically retrofitting facades uh, across Highways, or I'm sorry, not highways, but uh, thoroughfares in cities, uh, namely in the Valley. We did that in Orange County. We did that. So, uh, you know, I, I know a little bit about building and, and what it takes to budget uh, building, pr building projects, like large building projects and stuff like that. I also, I know, car, uh, I know Classic from, um, I, I also used to promote shows. Uh, I've done that since I was a young, young man. Uh, and uh, we, I have a, a bunch of contacts uh, that own a, a various uh, lo 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 uh, locations uh, across town, uh, venues um, that people that we throw shows at that we help out with that. Um, unfortunately, that's not working out anymore right now, and doesn't look like it will anytime soon. But that's how I met. That's how I met Classic. Okay. And how long have you been living in California? I lived in California since I was three years old. Okay. So I moved here from Peru at about the age of four years old. Yeah, Peru. Yeah, Peru. I'm, I'm from Where Lima, in Peru? Lima. Yeah, I'm from Lima, wow. Peru. Okay. Yeah. This is I went be to amazing. Lima yeah. in 2009, 10. I did the the Machu Picchu Inca Trail. Oh, yeah. I walked for four days and did all of that. I spent a little time in Lima. How did you like that? It was it was really nice. Yeah. Um, I spent most of the time. In Mira, Miraflores? Yeah, yeah. The nice um, part. Yes, Quote but unquote. I <laughs> but funny story, I took a bus. I was taking metro um uh, one of the buses there and I ended up see it said it was going to Miraflores, but I was taking it the complete opposite way. So I ended up in like a super, super rough neighborhood. Oh wow. And I didn't speak Spanish and no one knew how to like communicate yeah and i was like hey and nobody knew where i was trying to go on the map like i was showing them on the map it says it on the bus like how can nobody know this neighborhood and so the bus driver actually got closer to that neighborhood. like they all communicated and to help me figure out where i'm supposed to go and then the bus driver actually like let his wife out with me to take me to the hotel when we got to the area. So oh, it was wow. really nice people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Peru's pretty nice. Yeah, I came here when I was really young. So I don't really know very much of that. I, I went back, but 
I don't really know very much at all about that. Yeah, about that life. I'm I'm more of a LA LA city guy. Yeah. So, what was it like growing up in LA? When as far as when you okay, first so came I, here? Yeah. Um, where, where are you from? Where are you guys from? You guys. I'm are originally not- from Mississippi. Right. Right. I've only been out here. Well, we've only been out here for about two and a half years since January 2018. Oh, you you as well? Well, I originally moved here from Ethiopia, Addis Ababa, and to Minnesota. And then to Atlanta, and then here. Well, Whoa. DC, and then here. So I kind of moved around. Wow. <laughs> That's why my nickname is Gypsy. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Um, what was the question? I'm sorry. What was uh, LA like? So when okay, you moved here. So I grew. I grew up in uh, in, I guess the farthest farthest east side of LA. It's called Sangro Valley. Okay. I was. Um, I grew up in a city called Covina, and it, it was kind of like America Town, USA. Of, of California, of Southern California, if it's not Orange County, I guess. Um, but even though that that area was pretty, um, pretty, um, pretty rough too. You know, back in the day in the nineties, in the nineties, yeah. uh, all of LA was pretty rough. You know, um, it was just like uh, it was nice, but there was still like all this. I don't know. This like the the whole gang thing was going on, right? And it was going on everywhere, so that was kind of tough. When did you tough. see that change? Like, when did you see the change? I don't know. LA? You know, I just think I grew I grew out of looking at it I, I, or seeing it too much uh, and then just working. And then I just started changing with the new tide of, 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 of young people, I think, you know. Uh, when my son, uh, or when my, yeah, my stepson, he's about 17 years old. He, uh, when he was, uh, when he was about 13 or 14, 12 i was like oh this generation of kids is really good like they're really they're really good kids but uh, i don't know (laughs) no it's funny because i feel that way about the the people younger than me it's like oh this is a really good set of people yeah they have a it's like the uh, tiktok generation right like we're gonna help you fix your life in 20 seconds (laughs) you make tiktoks that i mean i i I heard that's somewhere somebody said somebody else said that i didn't say that but i heard that is tiktok still on yeah they're still on you just can't download it i downloaded it the other day really (laughs) yeah i tried it i tried to download it i I downloaded it it let it let you yeah i downloaded it yeah that news whatever they say Oh, or is it is it a certain time? I think it was like yeah. I think they fixed the problem so that it wouldn't go down or something like I that. Don't know. I don't know. I I never really. I never had a problem. <laughs> I'm TikToking away. <laughs> <laughs> so, when when did you um, stop working in the downtown LA area to not notice the change? Uh, what do you mean the change of uh, the whole like? Yeah, as far as the trouble that's been going no, on. No, 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 no rush hour. As far as oh no, man, no, I, I uh, about office building life a year basically. and a half ago. Yeah, yeah I try to. Um, yeah, a year and a half, when the COVID happened, you know, everybody got laid off. So yeah, that was kind of rough. Yeah. The it hasn't been you know so downtown LA now is is definitely not the same downtown LA downtown LA it used to be. No, I I, you're used to me playing down there around the lunchtime hour, right? Oh yeah, you know me, and I'm used to all there is no hundred thousand people outside. Yeah, there is no 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 more really lunch, lunch rush. No. Really, so it's a complete different DNA of the city. Really, yeah. Can you eat um, indoors in your area? No, because I'm noticing when I talk to people in other cities, it, the rules are different everywhere. Like, yeah. 
D.C. you can eat indoors and outdoors some places. No, I, well, I'm still in L.A. County. Right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it, okay. so it's the same thing. It's the same thing. We, yeah. the, the city's doing this thing called uh, where they took a, uh, in, in downtown Pomona, where they uh, took, a, I guess it would be Second Street, and they just blocked it off, and they have, like, restaurants, restaurants outside. outside. Mm. But not a lot of people are joining in, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. It should be it should be a little bit better. It should be a little bit um I, I, I don't I think that the, where I live, there's not a lot of money like out here. There's like way more money, right? Right. You, you know, there's like a lot of really nice restaurants and and variety. Where I live there's only like one or two blocks. <laughs> yeah, so it's not it's not all that extravagant, so it's not that big of a pull of a pull, you know. For us, downtown L.A., I've become a community member. Basically, it's like, yeah, I can go down there without my cello, and it's a, are you coming out today? It's a, it's a, it's an energy. I kind of know what I put out there now. So it's, it's still, the money's getting, I could say it's been better. The quality versus quantity. The money's been better. As far as there, yeah. Really? Street performing, yeah. Less people, but more gratitude not mean like you said there's no shows so there at least there's not many shows they're starting to have little private things here and there but you can see the gratitude for live music right from a street performing point of view really yeah yeah people really want to see it and go out there and when they're out there they want to see that right something or feel something organic or outside of the box right yeah the social distancing is like getting to people. They're isolated at home. So, you know, it's kind of nice to have music outdoors. It makes them feel like they're going to a show or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Without having to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and you see people changing. Like the, the, the atmosphere changes. Like people are like extra nice to each other all of a sudden. And they're, you know, helpful to each other. It's, it's kind of interesting vibe. I like yeah. that. I like that you have you guys haven't had trouble with people coming from other cities and like trying to like steal from people or anything like that. I'm the guy that sit out there with my my money on the on the sidewalk. Yeah, so it's a whole different. Yeah, I've never had a problem out there. Yeah, good. It, no, no matter even just no matter how many homeless people you see out there. Yeah, see you see you, all that you you would think that there'd be more of an issue, but no. no, there's a very there's a lot of respect for a good vibration in downtown LA or just in the world period. How do you guys feel about that? Like, so you see all those YouTube videos about cities going crazy, you know, rioting. And I think for the most part, I mean, it, it goes, people were breaking stuff here too, but for the most part in LA, we were pretty peaceful. I would say <laughs> quote unquote peaceful, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, and compared to other cities or how other cities were shown, I guess. And go ahead. Yeah, I think the media usually amplifies things because it's, you know, you get more viewership by, you know, putting out negative stuff. But I think for the most part, it was pretty peaceful. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I w there is still some some things that happen in, in downtown. It's just like everywhere else things happen. I've Like, you know, like you said, you know better than us, L.A. or yeah, LA in general has been a whole lot worse. Yeah, when it comes to just gang oh, yeah. violence. Alone. Absolutely, I was just standing in the back of your apartment right here, in the front. I was like, I remember this. 
I remember this street like before, I, or you know, a street like this yeah. before, like ten years ago. I was, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I looked at a YouTube video of Echo Park uh, or Echo Lake Park uh, in ninety ninety something, and it was crazy. It was like gangs shooting up and all of that. It was it was pretty crazy. And you could find bodies in the mansions right now over there, and right. it's clean and it's safe. Oh yeah. So I'm grateful to live in downtown LA or at least close enough to downtown LA during a time like now, even with Skid Row still being, you know, Skid Row. All that news. West Jackson, Mississippi, where I'm from, is a little different. It's a, yeah, you get the same kind of, you know, fear, but less opportunity. And LA offers a lot of opportunity for everybody just to even... I see it, you know, just out there, period. I've seen people give $20 to a homeless person just because. I've seen a homeless person walk by and be like, hey, man, I've seen, like, I've got like $600 bills since such and such. And you just, you, you see it. But it's like, you know, is it as expensive as they say it is? Or is it, you know, oh, it's can, so I, can I enjoy myself here? Or can I live here? It's so expensive to live here. At least it is for me. I don't know. <laughs> so tough so tough do you feel like a lot of people moved out that's one thing we were wondering i was gonna like, ask you right now that you i was gonna ask you that <laughs> yeah um it's weird because i we don't network as much as a lot of people maybe and we don't go out as you know socially as much as most people here so I don't know if I'm a good gauge of that. That's why I was asking <laughs> you maybe, but um, I don't know. I think a lot, a lot of people in my area, um, which is not a lot of people, you know, it's very small. It's not like out here there's a ton of lofts, you know, there's like maybe 40 lofts out there, if that. Um, I think a lot of them had to move, um, but then I quickly got more neighbors and they filled up all the lofts. Um, Whereas before, there was people who would be able to afford it on the fringes, you know. Um, so that's why I ask you. I think that you would probably see more of a migration out since you live out here. You guys live out here together. But people never really lived in downtown LA. They only come here to work. Th these so are not these. This is your apartment. No, is, no, yeah, no. This no. Is our like, apartment. Yeah. Okay, when we're talking, say this apartment, I would say a. A lot of people did move out, yeah, like after have. they felt right. safe about the whole COVID thing to move out. And then a lot of people moved in afterwards. Yeah. So it was like, and we're noticing a lot of new people in general in downtown. So a lot of people moved in. So yeah. it wasn't like people everybody migrated in. out. No, there was like some people migrated out and new people came in. Okay. So it's not really they make it seem like right. i think everybody just moved out like 30 percent of la is gone nah. and you know they all went to texas and all that but it's, i felt like it was kind of a switch of people instead of like a migration out especially according to traffic you know yeah. when things were still supposedly locked down it's like what is all of this traffic still about right. oh you guys caught a gang of traffic still oh, it's oh, no, still was, traffic still every traffic. day for yeah. months now you're still. pointing that direction to you right. no i mean you're pointing like, towards the west side no, you're like i mean like traffic oh there. no like well the you know, freeways the right down yeah, the street so <laughs> vein that that same yeah. rush hour traffic so over there there was a definite 
you know, on the, on the east side of L.A., on the east, the furthest, what, what do I call it? The furthest east side of L.A. Um, County, there was, yeah, there was a definite difference. There was so m- much less traffic. Wow. And it just started wow. getting, like, <laughs> gradually more and more. But you know what I did notice that was really annoying is that um, so there was so many people just driving insane because there was so much open space to drive in. They were yes. just driving like animals. And I, yes. was, I was, there were so many more like collisions. Right here. Jesus. Right yes. Here. Right here. There are a lot of accidents right here. Less people. And there were more accidents. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah. Just didn't make them, but it, you know, it made that, that was the only sense that it made. Like, wow, there's less people. So people are driving more reckless and that is stupid. This is a block away from the, from the, from my old office, right? This, uh, that intersection is a block away from my old office. Third, fourth street. So yeah, it's like right there, right? The target is right there. No, right? no, 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 no. Target is a little further down. Target oh, okay. is, yeah, yeah. It's a couple yeah. streets. Seventh. Cause street. that's a pretty hairy little intersection too. I've seen. Almost daily, people getting hit right there at the seventh and fifth. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Really? I've never, I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen too much right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would always see like people get hit, like just minor stuff. You know, that's what they. That's why they had cars or hitting people. No, people on bikes mostly. Oh yeah, I could see. I could probably just jetting down that street. Okay, I have been noticing since since the lockdown a lot more bikers on the street, and they're. Pretty reckless. Like they're going the opposite direction on one ways and groups and like onto oncoming traffic and doing some kind of crazy. Less police officers as well. A lot less police officers. Yeah. Well, so long as you guys are safe out here. I mean, I feel pretty safe in my area. It depends on your definition of safe. What's what's your definition (laughs) of safe? (laughs) When I feel perfectly safe. So at the seventh and fig, a couple of weeks ago, a guy got shot out there. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh. So we're safe. <laughs> we're safe. Yeah. And relatively that was, that's just safe. what. But that's it's so much stuff that they show on TV that they don't show on TV. Another example is they've. Foxes came down and shown me street performing, but the the subject was pickpocketing. Yeah. And so does anybody pickpocket in LA? There was is that a, something. Is that even something? Not really. Is that even something that happens? <laughs> They'll in, steal your bike it, when you're not in guy, France or something. <laughs> when that when that little incident happened, the news guy was there before the police. Oh. But you didn't see anything about that story on TV. Yeah, nothing. we didn't know if that guy died or we what. We don't know anything. They took him, but we YouTube nothing. Yeah, but you'll he find was plenty of stuff. When you, he got an ambulance. Wow. Yes, but it's like nothing the, for the news guy to be there before any emergency vehicles get there because I think he just so happened to be in the area, and he's there with. So let me get a Chick Fil A. And, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, there's somebody got hit right here, and it was like. <laughs> wow, you know, nothing. We not, we didn't see. We didn't. Can't look for. It. So it, wow. of course, it's a choice of what they're choosing to broadcast. I've even I went across. It was one of the um, 
YouTubers or as a podcast or YouTuber. He was just saying about L.A. Um, but t- the title on his video was, um, it was either rioters, protesters or something, riot in downtown L.A. But then when you click on the video, he's saying Hollywood. It's basically what's going on. It's taking place in Hollywood. That type of, I'm like, dude, I live in downtown L.A. Uh, we got the minimum. We're getting the minimum. Yeah. Now, I, could, I don't know what happened with, <laughs> with the celebration last night from the, the, the Lakers game. Was that a, how did I? Do? I don't even know what happened. I just saw the game and went to sleep. I didn't even. What happened with the celebration? It, there was helicopters going like a, all uh, night. They it got they, did something. they got excited. They, they, got, they did. They got overly excited. <laughs> yeah, it turned into people getting injured and really? some people. A lot of people getting a arrested. A lot of people got arrested. They, like we just saw a video, a YouTube clip, you know, and nice. people on the train, standing on the train. Just, that's. That's not good. That's not good. I don't get it. You know, it's like, ah. It's like, what was the destruction part? Why We won. It's like, we won. <laughs> we man, just got to break let's something. Let's go man. home, man. I think it's something <laughs> about this isolation. Got people going, driving crazy, acting crazy. It's a, <laughs> there's bubbles. There's bubbles. People, people's, <laughs> people's attitude. People's got, you know, bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. So, ex, ex, uh, so explain to me, like, what... The whole thing, like, like I cut you guys oh. off earlier because I wanted this. I actually wanted you guys to record you guys explaining the okay setup because so I really want. I'm really interested. First, I gotta <laughs> ask. So far, now that we're we're 20 minutes into it, okay, cool. What do you minutes. What do you think? Yeah, I told you. I think it's awesome. I thought it was awesome when I saw the pictures. Uh, now that I'm here, like it's pretty. It's pretty chill. You need to record video record. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll we got do that. that. Yeah, that's uh, even if you have the like these, like you know, that one has a good camera. You should just do it. Oh yeah, yeah no, we have the camera. We got a GoPro um, eight, GoPro seven, oh, perfect. We got and then yeah, we have that seventy D. Yeah, we're gonna set it up. You know, we just we. Sorry, I don't mean to tell you what to do because <laughs> I've never done <laughs> no, this. No, but no, no, like, it's a good suggestion. That's what we're asking for. And definitely, know. anybody out there that's listening. Feel free to donate. Uh, <laughs> well, well, the only so the, no. sorry. Look, uh, the only reason I say that is because uh, so every podcast that I listen to, mm-hmm. I don't just listen to them. Yeah, I I, I have to, I feel like I have to watch them or else yeah. I won't just listen yeah. to them. Yeah, I'm not that kind of person that seeks out a podcast. I'm similar to that. Yeah, yeah. just to listen. And some people listen to their podcasts on YouTube or somewhere else that has videos versus. Uh, on Spotify or anything like that. So yeah, so this no, the setup is, is great. It, the I like the foam on the wall and and uh, so run run like so from there run it run it down. What kind of like MacBook do you like? Okay, computer well, well, you have? We're gonna start with the uh, with the. Oh, you're gonna start with <laughs> Go for it. No, he wanted to tell. <laughs> we're, we're he wanted to tell me about it. No, I just, I'm juiced. <laughs> it's really nice. I don't know what it is. It looks so like an old school mixer. This is the. Uh, Roadcaster Pro from Rode. It is an um, amazing piece of work. Uh, it records up to four people um, live. Those four input mics, and you got so also have. Um, f- this is for their telephone. Has a telephone jack to where we can call somebody, like right now, and you can plug it in, and it'll they'll actually hear it. You know, in the phone, they'll hear you, and you'll be able to hear them and if we've, coming we've through the done headphones. Done that with Instagram people too. Yeah. Also. So you yeah. guys told me it, it sounded really good, huh? Yeah, sound really, really good. Sounds sound real good. So you can actually plug your phone in to Instagram Live. When you go live, we can plug it, plug your phone in, and awesome. they'll hear us 
and and really even if you want to um join them into the instagram we'll still be able to hear them through the headphones okay you know when they join in so at least this is a usb um that you can plug into you got your phone jack through your um your audio cable and you have the bluetooth that you can link up and of course we got these over here you, got, you can also program your music um custom program your music into it sounds like you made that sound that yeah. music these lo- really low so you could speak over it well yeah you got your volume here okay so yeah i don't know <laughs> and uh so there's volume <laughs> yeah volume controls the pads this is, and you know these are just pre pre-sounds that's already in there yeah you can program you can pre- custom sounds or it comes with some yeah oh that's good and then you can run run it to the computer and also grab sounds from there as well and for like live stream or zoom call or stuff like that you can sync it up with the computer but that's you know and these are road mics so these are podcast mics wow pod mic pod mics yeah so they're a hundred dollars a piece and they're you know good for podcasts and stuff like that yeah no they're really good yeah, yeah. <laughs> i but mean yeah. I, I sound great if anybody yeah. out there needs help with um they want to start a podcast but don't have the equipment or the knowledge um or need help with <coughs> sorry Starting their podcast, um, we do offer that. Um, we have a studio that can record up to four people, even more if you need more, um, as well as create your logos, um, create a website, uh, custom jingles. Um, one-stop shop podcast. Yes, basically, basically. one-stop shop. For podcast and like marketing and stuff? Yeah, so like if you want to, like, yeah, you want to do your podcast, but you just want to pay your money and... We handle everything else from loading it up and all of that stuff. Take pictures in here, whatever for extra. But you know, basically, that you basically can come, yeah, in, come in, record, you record um, tell you, us what you need, and you just walk on out. Okay, so you so you offer the service, and then you, this is the uh, the American Gypsy YouTube podcast. Is that what? Yes, right. we'll have our podcast. So we're a network, like a we're podcast network studio, right basically. on. And but our own segment is just the. American Gypsy podcast. Yeah. yeah. But we have while I'm looking at it. Yeah, we have <laughs> um uh a lot of great ideas for different topics and stuff that we'll eventually get into, of course, with me being a musician. I'll try to open some doors by holding some artist showcase to, you know, promote my music a lot of times and to promote my music a little bit more a lot of times. Because a lot of people don't promote my music like uh, I promote their music. So I have to promote my music even more, you know, just to, to, to get that across. So uh, we will be doing for artists. You was asking about that's, you know, um, MacBook Pro when it comes to the recording studio. Um, I make I produce on the machine, uh, the machine. I don't know. That's I have the full version. So the big boy. Um, also have a PreSonus preamp and the Focusrite that I have for my MIDI interface. And I, I have a Chaotica eyeball and my microphone is uh, Mogami V69 or something? 
Mogami MXL. Oh, yeah. V69. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, that's the recording studio. I haven't recorded myself since Girl Hurry Up. And that was the last single that I released. Um, haven't made a beat. <sighs> Before pandemic, maybe. Can't even remember. But now that we've gotten the ball rolling here with the podcast thing and, you know, we're finding a balance with where we're going outside of the pandemic or just, you know, period. So something, finding some things that are pandemic proof. Uh, that's now how you got to approach businesses nowadays. That, all right, we got to make sure it's pandemic proof because the pandemic <laughs> fucked up a lot of people last time. So you know, we also want to <laughs> work with local businesses in, in the downtown area. Yeah, like restaurants and stuff to, you know, help promote. Whether we like to guys, eat. We like to eat. We had this idea of a collective, like, if we can get several downtown LA restaurants to agree to have a collective podcast to where, you know, it doesn't have to be just one um, restaurant contributing to it. It could be collectively and you can set, you know, whatever time and it'll be a good way for them to, it's a creative way to get more business by, you know, leveraging, um, like you can give them value on a podcast and, you know, yeah, that's a good way to find ways your to, business to, as well. to expand. I guess even because, you know, some restaurants are starting to sell T-shirts or have T-shirts. Right. So even to kind of teach people how to help businesses right now, besides just buying some food. You know, if you just really want to you like eating there and you eat there about three or four times a day, buy a T-shirt, Yeah. you know, to where the business can make money outside of just selling food. And maybe podcast donations or anything else. Podcast is a you know it's a very big business. If you collectively as a you know downtown area, either whether it's food trucks, it could be food trucks, and you just you have a podcast that's interesting, and you talk about your food, you promote your food, you maybe giving out stuff, or it's just give them recipes, you know, just give them some yeah, value. Talking food because a lot of people or talk food, yeah, yeah. Yeah, talking food. Period. Yeah, that's a good one to too. Cook. Yeah, yeah. You're so you're just looking at it as like open, right? Unlimited TV station, radio station, yeah. uh, record label, whatever you want to call it. We just want to be able to do it ourselves without trying to pick up of, as many sponsors as you possibly can, though. You know, like you said, just little guys, harder, big guys. Harder said than, than <laughs> little guys, big guys. They I mean, don't have what to. I said, harder said, uh, harder done than, than said. We don't know which way to to start when it comes to sponsorship do your content it's your content you just gotta make the content like right now like just chop this up make this <laughs> something right. you know but whatever after you want get have somebody you know, else up here it's it's still we've made a lot of content in different ways and i guess we're trying to get to the next step in terms of we get that we have to contribute some content um but i guess after that is how to reach out what's the best way i guess is that what you're asking? do we need a sponsor you, is that you're posing a question that's the question do, we, do you need money that's that's the question but where do we usually get where have we been getting money from Re revenue i don't know we've been getting it from the people right so that's really what our focus is to how do we basically get more money from the people versus from um sponsorship because a lot of times sponsorships they come with limitations 
and one of the reasons we have I understand this, that. I don't understand what you mean there. Yeah. One of the reasons you know, we scuba uh, not scuba but uh snorkel, do all types of stuff. Building um a following is is tricky. It's super tricky. We know that long if if we can just get a certain amount of dedicated fans, just get a was a thousand or two thousand or five thousand fans that's gonna spend at least maybe ten to twenty dollars often. That's kind of where we want to start with letting the people sponsor us. Because I've been doing street performing. That's 100% donations. I'm not even necessarily asking for money. I just go out there and play and people donate the money. Right. You, it's just, just kind of sometimes can't get your attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely there for therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there for the therapy. So these are some of the things that as a business, you know, that's kind of how we're putting the structure together, even for, with the T-shirts, consistent self-improvement. Anybody, we're, we're trying to get these in Spanish yeah. to where anybody can, can sell them versus just for us, you know. Like, yo, if they're going to print them up in Garment District anyway sometime soon. Or it's, it, the bigger your brand goes, you can't stop people from, you know, making money off of it. But that's the goal. We want to do things that will help people make more money versus, you know, just doing everything for fame or to blow up or for sponsorship because when you want sponsorship or when you need sponsorship, it's hard to get it. But when you get to a point to where your ball rolling and it's, you're feeling more successful and you don't need sponsorship and sponsorship is jumping out at you. It's like, do I really need sponsorship? Do you really? Yeah. You know, and it's because it's like think if you about got, if you got it like that, it's all how good. much how much more will we need from here if we could get just this? We doing this, yeah, and we consistently and the don't people donating t shirts selling mugs selling we filming it and it's just here. It's just, sustainable. Yeah, I'm telling you, we have to get it to that point, right? But yeah, shoot, uh, hundred million for Joe Rogan. Is that no, what it is? Nobody. That's oh, Joe, yeah. Uh, Spotify gave Joe Rogan a hundred million. Supposedly. But that's that's. That's the, that's like, you know, that's like, I don't know. How many the Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario <laughs> Brothers 3 of like podcasts, like, you know, that's the one that, ma that makes them the, that's like the extreme one, you know, like that's, you know, you could still make money if, even if you're small. Look, oh, no, they do. No, there is a lot of money in podcasts. There's a lot of money in podcasts. There's a lot of money in podcasts. There's small podcasts that are still making like, revenue off. A lot of, it, of so. money. So, between that, we want to just make enough money to where we can go to the beach when we want to. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's kind of how we're looking at it. So, that's what I was gonna do. how far would it be? How much would we have to make to outsource this? To like, we don't even have to be here. Somebody else operates this, and we're not even here. It right. rolls on its own. We go into another place, and we're going to open the same thing and do the same thing. And we're going to go, you know, basically franchise without a sponsorship. And it's not necessarily making a killing right off, which it is it's still going to make billions because – 
me personally, I have a different blueprint behind this. This isn't this not just your average recording studio where they just get your fifty dollars and you go on out the way. No, we got the music behind this. I can do an artist showcase of myself. I, we the soundtrack for American Gypsy YouTube is on American Gypsy YouTube. She don't make beats, but there's music. We don't have, we copy no copyright problems with music ever. Right, right. We never that's, have. That's, that's these are problems that people have. Actually, I got I got um, you know I got a I got a rolodex of <laughs> of bad that actually you know that I back my I've hit them up said hey I want to make YouTube videos can I use your music and they they've said absolutely. I mean, I can, you know, if you want to put, we can, we can do that. You can, you can bring in bands. If you want to, can you have a small show in here? The, on the first floor, the guy has live band rehearsals. So this you, is LA. So you but can do whatever it you wouldn't, want. Three songs. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to do it here. I would do that at 7th and Fig. No, I'm talking about like an entire band. 7th and Fig. Just do it out there. Just, just record, record it out there. I'm doing it already, man. You'd be surprised some of the artists that came through. It's just to get it. To get the artist to not feel, I do it all the time. Like I said, I'm I go out there and play um, Habasha music, which is her culture's music. Before I set up as a tradition, and I'll play my own music. People, do, I've never sung out there. Right, I sing. People, not even it's a whole different psychology with my relationship and out there. They don't have a relationship with me singing. There's another group of people. It's somewhere in America that have a relationship with me and singing. There's another place in America where there's a group that have a relationship with me behind a the camera. There's another group they have a relationship with me in the recording studio making beats, not singing and stuff. You know, so just there at Seventh and Fig, it's a stage. So you're just throwing shows, small shows out there right now? I can. The this getting the organized artists. Right now, artists are just falling into place by force. How many times have you done it, though? What do you mean? I mean, have you, how many times have you done, have you had people out there at 7th and Fig? Uh, when I went out there today, uh, it was a guy, Marcus Sincerely. He was the guy that actually used, yeah, Marcus was out there. Yeah. He was, but he wasn't in that spot. He was on the, standing on the corner. He hadn't been out there in a long time. He lost the, the basically the DNA of what happens there. I went and told him to come down here and sit, set up in this spot and perform. And he came in and performed. And, yes, that's basically the same spot. I know another artist that comes to that in particular spot. He met me there. He used to sing with Kanye Sunday Service or sings with Kanye Sunday Service. Hmm. He'll still come out there and street perform in that same spot. There's another Sergio. guy by Sergio. <laughs> well, you can, He, you, he you also can. comes there. So if we were just to come together at the same time on one day and be like, hey, all right, you perform here, you perform this time, you perform this time. That's basically a show. <laughs> but the thing is, just like it, but it's, it's already there. So it's if, the logistics if, of all that stuff, though, right there. If one person comes out there and starts street performing at one o'clock, he might not be finished until four. I've come on right after him and I'm not done until about eight. There's eight to about eight hours of music going on right there right. already. And this is. That's there. But you're the first person to come here. Yeah. There, there'll be more people. There'll be more no, people. No, but think about those in particular artists. Uh, they've been right here. They've been right here. <clears throat> so these are things that we have learned from experience. I have learned 
that people give a fuck. They love it. And at the same time, people don't give a fuck. Oh, you're being too hard on yourself. No, 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 no. No, no. Experience, man. Experience. Trust me. No, I, I know I know I know that you're you're calling it that though, you know, you're just like No, 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 no. I'm out there. I'm one of those people. I give a fuck. But over here, I don't give a fuck. Right, right. Cuz you're cuz you're comfortable, you don't want to I don't have a TV. Right. So to that part is like all the stuff that's on the news, all the stuff that's on TV, all the the popular shows, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's the the homeless I think guy. Most people are like that. The homeless, too, the homeless guy that don't have a shirt on. I give a fuck. I take my shirt off and give it to him. People out there, oh, as well. Money in the bucket. Money in the bucket. Money in the bucket. They care. But it's still a side that they have as well, where they just really, as far as subscribe to American YouTube channel, I'm just gonna put twenty dollars in the bucket. You gotta have, talk have them into that. Talk them into that. You can't really. I'm playing though. I'm I'm playing. <laughs> you can't stop this. I got the sign up there to say go to it, but they don't necessarily. It's not necessarily. It's good, but I don't want to pay attention to that sign. I don't even want to look on that sign to see what your name is. I just want to walk over here and ask you, hey, you got an Instagram? Yeah. It's they it's it's a so from my experience, you gotta learn how to how to work with the people or how to really know, I guess I gotta go out there for the you're amazing. You're great. Oh, it sounds wonderful. I'll keep going. It's constant encouragement. I get more encouragement out there than the average person gets on a daily basis. <laughs> Especially out there. A lot of people don't know that. No, they hey, don't you're get it great. <laughs> it don't matter the money that fall in the bucket. The amount of God bless shoes and I wish you the best. And, yo, that counts. Yeah. A lot of people don't get that. And that's really strange out in that environment. In that environment, people walk up and tell me, "Oh man, you're you're setting off an energy that's just is." People are so stressed out, and this is just calming people down. And it's like, so I've received this probably over a hundred times for somebody to tell me, "Hey man, you're making this place just sound terrible and, and it's depressing." Nobody, you can't. Ain't no way you're gonna be able to prove that. I I feel the same way. I used to just yeah. I used to just sit there and listen to you, and I I'd, I'd like sit in front of him, right in front of him, and and for like half an hour, and he just. <laughs> you know he'll just be playing it, he'll be playing he won't even notice me it's like all right cool like he's just playing i eat my sandwich go back upstairs <laughs> <laughs> it's man I, I love the neighborhood man i'm from little bitty oxford mississippi i love i love downtown la man it's i see why people love la i see the whole from kobe spirit to Snoop spirit to the whole, all of the spirit from the Nipsey, the LeBrons, the We Love LA, the Dodgers, the culture. It's a it's a mix of everything. And right there, seventh the fig. Yeah, I get it. I get everybody. Tell your audience it, it's pretty peaceful in LA. You know, yeah. people, yeah. people, think, <laughs> people think it's super hardcore in LA, right? Like, yeah, yeah. because all of the major media and all of the major things are saying. 
LA is a disaster. LA is this man. I and people realize you can't have a guy sitting playing the cello with his money out in the open and feel like, yo, I need to watch my pockets. This right. place is dangerous. Yeah, you can go to American <laughs> Gypsy uh, YouTube channel and see us biking through a lot of different neighborhoods that people feel like, you know, whether it's Skid Row or uh, down to uh, Southside, all of that. And it's not not as bad as people think. And I've learned a lot about, not quite a lot, and I want to learn more, but I've learned a good bit about mental illness. Yeah, that's... That's so that's something that I've realized, I guess, in the last 15 years. Excuse me. It, it takes a lot. Like for some reason, the realization of that, I, I, I was surprised how long it took, but it took it was like a gradual realization of of that. You know, like like at first being like, oh, that guy's crazy. People are like crazy. Oh, that guy's crazy. Oh, wow, that guy really has a crazy problem. Like that's a problem, right? So it's from like crazy to like <laughs> that's an issue. Wow, that's a medical issue. Oh no, oh no! Like be careful around that person, right? Right. I've never. I I used to not think like that. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Just so much that I've you know different behaviors that I've seen and conversations that I've had with with people out there, and it's there's hope. There's a lot of hope though. Yeah. There's I've seen people you know get good out there here yeah people yeah. yeah people come here and they just love the guy that gave me this rock <laughs> kind of rock is oh that? it's a more of a i can't say a rock um quart i would say quartz crystal over there yeah grab that one for me so this is the one he gave me and this is maybe a couple of weeks ago oh wow i had to wash it off this yeah, is, these are from here. You this is the one here. I got off the beach in Greece. Oh, wow. For my honeymoon. You guys went to your honeymoon at, in Greece? Yeah, we got married in Santorini, Greece. Oh, wow. Yeah, you guys are super cultured. Uh. Yeah, yeah, we, we love the travel. I've only been yeah. to Peru. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to go. Well, I've been to Mexico. From where I come from, like, I have family everywhere, so... That gives you a chance to go visit and see the country a little bit. Okay, what's your what's your background in? What is um, I'm Eritrean. Uh, what is that's that? Eritrean. Oh, I was I didn't mean like where you're from. I I, I meant like where is you, it? No, oh. like what is oh. what do you do for work and stuff? Oh, oh, um. but go ahead, go ahead with the with the with the with with the no, regional because, background. You know, a lot of people don't know where that is. They'd what is like, that? Eritrean. Um, it used to be connected to Ethiopia. They split up a long time ago. Um, I grew up in Ethiopia until I was like 10 and then uh, moved to Minnesota, like I said before. But um, you were saying for work, what do I do? Um, before I moved to L.A., um, I was a full-time web developer. Um, since I've been in L.A., I've kind of been transitioning more into an entrepreneur. Well, I've transitioned to an entrepreneur, um, but I still do web development. It's just more on a f freelance basis okay. uh, versus uh, working in a company. And I prefer that more. That's kind of what I was thinking of when I got into web development. Um, i rather help like small businesses um, figure, you know, 
just kind of sit down with them, figure out what their vision is and see what we can do to help them get there. Okay. So Um, I I see what you mean by one-stop shop. Like you can actually. Yes. And I actually have uh, three other siblings that are web developers as well. So pedigree of what? Yeah, <laughs> so we're actually a team. Uh, for those listening, Sasmatic S A A S M A T I C dot net. Um, it's a team of um, application developers. So if you need uh, uh, websites, uh, mobile apps, and things like that, um, we can definitely help you out with that. So yeah, it's a. It's, um, like I said, so I do that. Um, I also do photography. Um, I do some graphic design. Uh, and then I have, we have this podcast studio um, trying to structure, um, you know, how we're going to set up, like, the paint, you know, how we're going to structure it. And is it going to be monthly or seasonal or things like that? But, yeah, I do a lot of different things. So you, So he's the, like, artistic side and you're the technical side it's like yeah for the most part i'm the technical side but like i said since i've been in la i've kind of been like 50 50 like because i still do the the photography and the and the like um social promotion and graphics design so that lets me get my creative outlet and then i have the web development for the um for the other piece right for the technical Huh, yeah, I'm that's that's what's up. Like that that uh that's I know what now I know what you mean about like one stop shop, you know? Yes. You can do basically everything, right? You could set the website up, the domain, whatever you need. And I actually noticed um when I was looking around at other podcast studios, it was actually um a large fairly large labels that were actually using part of their studio for um for podcast might as well you already have a bunch of studios and um and engineers uh that you can leverage like their music and things like that so it's a bunch of team of people coming together that already have the structure from previous um businesses so you know we're able to do that with the two of us and we'll be having more people on the team as well as we move forward but it's nice to see that we're actually competing with fairly large companies. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. If you want, I can bring people in here and they, you know, to talk to you, that'd be, that would be great. Actually. You know I'm saying? They can talk to you too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On the Louise podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like this. I like this whole setup. I like how you actually set it up for yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think that's really, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it's gonna get better, but actually, we're still not even all the way done with the setup because I want to have like tube lights with the colors and um, some art on the wall and things like that. So it's it's gonna keep growing. Right on. As we can. Yeah, you know, we also do t-shirts too. So we just got to get some more t-shirts, but we press up our own t-shirts. Oh, really? Yeah, we press yeah. up our own t-shirts and everything. Yeah, we, my friend has a company about uh, that does that over there. If you need anything besides the t-shirts, probably, probably outsourcing you. once we get to a certain point. Well, he's kind of expensive though. I mean, he does like corporate stuff, but whatever. Right. No, I'm <laughs> everybody saying as far can as everybody if, can like connect. You know, if if they were purchasing our shirts and he was printing them up. 
printing them up type of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, but, he does quality stuff, dude. Yeah. yeah and, and he can get it done. He, he's, it's all in-house. You only have the one press right here? Yeah, we'll we're, we're probably get another one after a while. But what, yeah. is, what is that? Heat transfer or what? Uh, yeah, we're doing a plastisol. Yeah, plastisol transfer. Basically, we order the uh, stencil off online. They send it to us like in sheet form. And we basically just buy the shirts, garment district, and press them on. But we also set up at uh, com to where you can order and basically buy it from them. Okay. And they'll ship it to you. Drop shipping. Drop shipping. Okay. Yeah. So they just make them and then they send them out? Yeah. Yeah. Those are really good services. I, I think those are cool. Yeah. So we yeah, got to where definitely. we can print up our own and then people can order them offline. So, you, so, so your business is basically, you're just... All in on on what your your business right now, right? You you guys yeah. don't actually have a nine to five. I mean, no. I know that you have your your hustle. This uh, this is know? it, yeah. It, but uh, like, uh, <laughs> and you're, you're you're doing this right now, and you're trying to hustle this this end. Of, yep. Of the business. Um, I have, but like I said, I have um, websites that I manage. And oh right. Website. I don't see. I wouldn't even know what that so even. So it, it's is. a so it's so random because like you know. Last week, I might be working on, you know, I might uh, a website, someone's website, and I might get a, a photography client, and then this week it might be completely different. On so it's 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 random, yeah. in a way, and I kind of like that. It kind of lets me express all my sides because you know I have a technical side, I have a creative side, and. I right. like to do a lot of different things, and and that's why we look to outsource some of our things, like. You know the the clothing and all merchandise. It's it's drop shipping because we have a lot of different things that we need to do, and it's a team of two right now. So it's and we have experience printing up shirts, and we know it yeah, can be a we, hassle trying to keep um, stock in house, right? Because so, we we used to do this in right. Georgia, and we had we had a vinyl cutter, and we used to offer the service um, custom. You know, people give us their logos or whatever, and we. We print up bulk for them and press it up. Uh, we did a lot of different things, actually, in uh, Georgia. But, yeah, just refining things, and we realized it's a, it works out a lot better to do drop shipping. That's awesome. Initially, so. Yeah, that's really great, man. That's really great. Yeah, so you're just making, just ma- you're just making money from, you're just hustling. You're hustling. You're hustling. Yeah. And but that, it does require, you, you know. A lot of work. Yeah, a lot of, a lot uh, of thinking through, strategizing. Like, hey, you going the right way? Are you, you know, is this what you prioritizing your time? Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of faith, a lot of <laughs> doubt, a lot of everything. Man, it's yeah, yeah. The, well, once you get used to it, then you, you know. You figure it out, and you just keep keep going and keep going, and you realize that you just can't work a job the same. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get, I guess, you get on that miracle after miracle type of get to, off of basis after a while, and then you know, realize you can, that oh, I can't actually have a job, or I can't actually live without a job. Well, you a just have to, to work to at yourself. You have to do your own job. Twice as hard as you do, basically, somebody else, you know, working for somebody else. So my transition from driving Uber, I'm looking at I'm maxing out probably about a lot of hours a day, more hours than street performance. So how many hours of street performing would I have to do 
to substitute driving Uber. Right. And it was more like, all right, I'm just going to have to say I'm going to do nine to five street performance and just treat it like a nine to five. And how long my, when I first did the transition, I did a 21 day challenge. So it was more like go out there every day, like a nine to five, almost for 21 days. And after that, you know, it was just, I can't do Uber. I went and tried Uber a couple of times, and it just wasn't the same. <laughs> <laughs> can't go back to the office. It was like, ah, man, I just can't do this. So yeah, I know I'm working from home, and I don't think uh, I don't think if they want me to go back into the office, I'll, I'll try that part. I'll try, but I don't think I. I mean, I, I know how to nip it in the bud before I get all aggro. <laughs> I don't yeah. think anybody's gonna be willing to go fast. No, either. I don't think it's gonna happen. So I don't think it, it's gonna happen. You know, sometimes when it gets to that. It's almost like, all right, I guess it's more like, what's next? And so, yeah. Um, the videos, I guess, you know, some, you know, uh, motivational videos, of course. Once you get into those and kind of get a cycle going. For us, LA is different. We've lived Atlanta, Virginia, um, DC, and here. And here has been the best. Yeah, oh, really? Here is awesome. That's awesome to hear. What you're looking at, yeah. This everything you're looking at, man. This is this is the furthest. This is the the closest. And and it's not like as a musician or anything like that. It's just more as I'm more of an entrepreneur than a musician. A lot of people will see me playing, and they will just think musician. But as an entrepreneur, without the musician, it's like shoot hustler. You just choosing to do what you th feel makes you the most money and is most accessible right as a now. producer when i started i started more as a producer and the singing and songwriting and stuff kind of came along but i had other people that were singing and songwriting with, with but i was ma mainly doing the producing so that's kind of what pushed me into having my own record label and that was when it started more like it was all about the foundation not necessarily the superstardom as a solo artist and be the next king of whatever in the music world alone just as music no it was more of the business side of it on owning most of your stuff and also doing the music that you want to do hmm. when i started i was the producer so i basically set the tempo and then after so long the kind of music thing changed and i didn't change with it and the people around me wanted to change with more of what everybody else is doing so i haven't really putting out music haven't really put out music like or or like like they would say artists is supposed to put out music. So the industry got into a brainwash of a lot of people just telling artists what they're supposed to do. When that's that's probably not how it really is. And I'm one of those kind of people who's like, nah, I just can't I can't think that kind of way. You know, even when it's just come to put out music or put out music or put out music or do this or do this. And they give you this format that everybody tell you the same thing. You know, everybody will. You should be on America top, uh, top or America's Idol or you could you should do this or you should. And you just hear it from everywhere and you realize that it's a program that's given to everybody and it's not the right thing that you should really be doing. Right. They're sending you in a hamster wheel. Right. And that's just like you should be posting content every day and you should be doing this every day and you should be doing this and content and then you're doing more of everything else than doing music. Right. And that's as an artist alone. 
It's like you're using other people's vehicles and you're not creating your own vehicle. So you got artists now that have been in the industry 10, 15 years that don't even have an in-house recording studio at home. How? Pandemic happened and they can't even record at home. They're signed, but they can't even release music. Oh, so you're talking about signed. These are signed artists. Wow. Man, signed these people and can't even know. release music. Everything is closed, so they can't perform shows. I know people who, you know, live on the fringes of life that have that are in bands that have their own, at least in the bathroom, they have their setup, you know, that they have their own whole, whole thing. They're constantly releasing. I got to introduce you to some of those guys, actually. I know perfect band to come in here. They'll, co- they'll come in here and talk to you guys. Yeah, we're yeah. interested in talking because I was had to explain even to the guy today. Um, I've gotten to the point now where I, I, it's more on networking with people outside of the instrument. You know, that's why I don't, I turn down all gigs and I, I don't, necessarily network with I don't never play with artists when I'm out there necessarily I've maybe played with one guitar player and it was just mellow he came out you know he was a guy that we've been in here before and I reached out to him I think it might have been on Craigslist or something like that but it's it's a different I call it mammy music artist mental illness (laughs) explain that that's (laughs) explain that music artist (laughs) mental illness and to feel like it's okay for me to come up just because you're a musician i can come up to you and basically you should basically have to work want to work with me because it's the music code we do music so okay okay you know You should, and if you don't want to work I'm, with me, you're in my brotherhood. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to work with me, then you, you know, you actually get stuff like that. Like people are repping on you. Like Dude, they're you're like, the, oh, you're I'm the rep on you're you. You're the first person here, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, that sucks. I, so I understand what you're saying now. That's, I mean, uh, outside of the music. Well, even though we started with a music relationship, but that's that's because not because you're a musician, because yeah. right, you <laughs> you came as a human being first, and that's like that's. I'm thinking about it. I don't even. I'm like, man. As I think about it, like, wow, I drove all the way out there for that gig, and it was just like because I felt like it. You're trying to push that place. Did you ever go back there and play again? No, I didn't. Oh, it was far out there, man. It was far. It, is it far for you? From yeah, from here. Oh, yeah, it's a good little drive. I guess because it's out of the way. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's kind of out of the way because you can't take. So and I was, then I had I was networking with Amethyst. Then it was it's been a whole evolution. I don't network with Amethyst anymore. Oh really? Yeah, and it's just a lack of understanding for who I am. I don't have a lot of artists that want to do the same kind of music that I do. Oh, this is awesome. I can I forgot that I can play music from the phone now as well. But um I don't have a lot of artists that want to do the music that I want to do. And I I could see that. But they want me to do the music that they they want me to come and be the background cello guy for them. Right. When I'm like, "Hey, it's a lot of background cello people out there." <laughs> <laughs> but producing wise, 
I'm gonna let you hear some stuff, man. And that's a great thing that you just have you in here to we can go play some stuff and you can tell me what you think. You can just even just from what you hear or the kind of artists and things like that. From regular cello music, just alone, just cello to straight up full vocals. Yeah. I don't really need any artist to do great music. Yeah, but I understand that people don't want to, that you can't find peers to like. It's music. You can't honest, find contemporaries. You feel me? Like you can't find people that can chill, you know, do do stuff with you or even older people. Like, you know, you can't find. You either have to pay everyone. Right. Or. No, nah, it's just, it's not the kind of, not the style of music. Really? Yeah. Mm, that's the beat, I could the see beat it though. I could beat see your, enough. I could see. Yeah, I can, it's kind of like that. I was just listening. I didn't even. I was listening to uh, not Bach. I hate Bach. All that prancy stuff. I was listening to Beethoven, but I only like a, like I don't even know which symphonies they are. But I only like a couple of them. Right? He's, he's only made like five or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm not even sure. I've go ahead. My bad. But I didn't even think. Oh, I'm gonna go see classic you know i didn't i didn't even think about it i was just playing that right now because i wanted it to be soothing or something i know i've had a lot of stuff going on it's i've like had a busy day know, i don't even play <laughs> classical music out there yeah <laughs> so i play maybe one classical song i haven't played like bach and anything else that's what i don't play in the orchestra i grew up playing in the orchestra so it was more like shoot man i'm they don't want to play what i want to play right and i'm positive that phew, i'm not that far from the disney hall so i know that somebody out there has Walk by. I've, they've never introduced themselves, but I'm sure they've walked by. <laughs> so these are things that I know, okay, I'm already focused. I know how to record my own stuff. I can make the beat. I've just, you know, experienced from, I know how to print my own T-shirt. I know how to invest my own money. I know how to basically, you know, be happy without the fame. In L.A., downtown L.A., as a street performer, humble, you know. If you call it rock bottom, then cool. That's this. If this is what you call rock bottom, then cool. This oh, is rock nice. bottom. <laughs> this is nice in the city, <laughs> but got a nice view. It's man, it's 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 the truth. You the first person here. It's the truth. Yeah. So I can't really cut my leg off. Keep cutting my leg off. After learning, you know, yo, the truth is you got you to gotta meet people for people. The music thing is going to be there no matter what. If when, you know, it's going to be there, period. Don't make toxic music friends for the love of music. Toxic music friends? Toxic music friends. That sounds like some <laughs> music villains. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the music industry. All sloppy coming out of the. <laughs> it's, it's it's such a drug world. It's just you can't have toxic music friends. Right. Just, I can see just that. for the love of it. I'm I'm I'm. Come on, man. I'm in downtown L.A. You know how many. <sighs> yeah. When I, lived out, when I lived out here, I couldn't find a friend that wasn't like a drug addict or. I mean, you know. I mean, 
I, that's not. That's a bad. That's bad. Not, you know. But you know. I just want to hang out with some with some people that don't really do cocaine. Sometimes, like, I, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to hang out with right. them. You know, I don't want to. You know, it's Underst- okay. It's understood. Okay. Just chill. I can work with you. <laughs> like I still haven't came across any. Man, it is. It's a different league out here, man. Compared to Mississippi and and um, and you know Atlanta, or Georgia, or just. They smoke a lot of weed out there, man. It's just not – it's a different culture than, <laughs> than out here. Like you said, you just want to hang out with somebody, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> – Yeah, no, there's a different – I get the uh, best Uber stories. I remember, man, some of the best Uber stories when, about the, the cocaine and people coming from somewhere, and it was just like to listen to them talk about it. Like, man, y'all are young. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, how, how is it Uber? Is that lucrative? Does that make you money? Or is that more of like... Is it- I'm grateful for Uber. I'm grateful for Uber for it doing what it did. It was, the, it was a part of the plan. We get the new car before we move from, a DC, from, um, from Virginia. We drive over to California. I drive Uber until, you know, to make money. And then we figure it out from there. So tell Where the people was- what you did. You... you- what did you do? You you bought a car through Uber? No, no. We bought a car in Virginia. Oh, right on. Yeah. And then you came over and here. Then and then we drove Uber. over here and drove yeah. Drove Uber. Right on. I drove Uber. She still was working. Um, so that's when as far as from yeah. I drove Uber for about a it was about a year, about a year and a half. Close to four thousand trips. I don't think I got up to four thousand trips. Um Man, it's wear and tear on the body. It got it did what it did. You know, I hop in the car, go turn it on, and certain times, you know, I learned all of, you know, a lot of LA a lot faster than a lot of the locals from, you know, Malibu to San Diego. I've I've been to San Diego twice off an Uber trip. Grateful, man. Met a lot of people. Got to learn. Okay, so I, I read an audio book, How to Make It in the New Music Business, if I'm correct, by Ari Hurston. And I used to go over the audio book often before I moved to L.A. And it talked about different parts of L.A. and the people and what to expect. So I kind of had a, I had a course on what I was dealing with. And Uber helped me kind of get a touch of that mm. pretty quick. Within a year and a half, what kind of people we dealing with. You know, from high class, low class to all class of of people, from record executives on the back seat and all types of everything. So, seeing what the playing field is, that's with Uber and the transition. Like I was saying, I can put more time into street performing because I've all, I did a little street performing in Virginia. Nothing like the traffic here. Nothing, but still, I guess it was okay, and I was. It was cold, so I was already used to playing in the cold. I had already... What part of Virginia? Uh, Northern Virginia, uh, Alexandria, Virginia. Okay, so larger city? D.C., D.C. basically. D.C. is kind of a tri-state yeah, area. Yeah. It's like Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. is... Yeah, like so from our apartment, we're looking over in Maryland, and then we also looking over to the yeah. left in D.C. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you were in like a metropolitan area where you'd see traffic... Well, this was, I went to um, Old Town. I first tested out street performing around 
Chinatown where I saw Malik the drummer. No, it was Chinatown. Kenny. Chinatown. You're talking about here? No, no, no. Chinatown. There's a Chinatown in DC. Yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> the Chinatown everywhere, yeah. probably well, <laughs> in the major cities. Yeah, but as soon as you know, you get off the metro right there, um, Chinatown. Um, I started street performing there, and it was you know something you just don't realize until afterwards. But then looking back at it, it was like that was the bus stop, and it was one of the grimiest places to really start street performing on the cello. So that's kind of where I, I, you know, I was inspired the most by some of the local street performers. You can't street perform right there, I don't think, anymore on a loud system. I think it probably has to be like acoustic or something. But started there, but then transitioned when we moved from D.C. to back to Alexandria. I started um, street performing at Old Town down on King Street. Yeah, it was, first it was under the tunnel by the, uh, Motley and was it Motley yes. and Fool? Motley Fool, but Motley it's Fool, still yeah. King Street. But yeah, King Street, basically. Yeah. So, you know, and it was just more of a couple, a few restaurants down on the boardwalk where people would come down and what they call it, the boardwalk, or just the it's just tunnel, the walk, I guess. No, no, not the tunnel, but the, the on the water. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but basically, you know, it used to be a decent little traffic out there and, and nothing like here though yeah yeah so when i first came here i tore, i touched around at venice beach on the street performance side and uber just went in and fell into uber realized i needed a bigger speaker and needed to you know upgrade and stuff like that so eventually went back out and started street performing down here at seventh and fig and slowly upgraded as i could um, shout out to Zounds. I started ordering equipment, paying monthly on Zounds, so I pay a, a lot of stuff monthly, and that's just basically how how the grind went. You go out there, hustle, and you keep investing. Hustle, invest. Hustle, invest. Parties and clubs and stuff like that. I ain't really had no, you know. We we do us. We will, you know, beach. We meditate. Still trying to get this yoga thing. Open the gym, man. Can y'all open the gym, please? Just open the yeah. gym. Oh, yeah, I do yoga too. Oh, just. But, yeah, um, it's just grind, man. I, so much opportunity. You can eat off the people, man. There's so many people. I get love from all different kinds of people. No limits. No, no limit of what kind of people. I get love from that. So, for me... That's a good place to start building from. You know, and I'm a community type of guy, even just from where I'm from. We we community people, so we're going to get to know some people in our neighborhood. We're going to get to learn the neighborhood. We're going to f- try to feel comfortable. We haven't, this is the place, first place we've lived consecutively as far as years. Why usually we one year, move, one year, move, one year. This place right right here in this apartment. How long have you yeah. lived here? We could be here since 2018. Okay. Almost three years. Yeah. And we like, yeah, we could be here. You've done all this in three years. This is pretty cool. Thank you. This is just recently, right? How long have you got had the setup set up like this? Dude, mm, we just. A couple of weeks, few yeah, weeks. Yeah, we just, I just did this. We got, I can send you, you know, video or whatever. Yeah, we just put this up as right far on. as the wall. Yeah. It's been a month all in all, China. 
Yeah, so don't be so hard on yourself. Like, you know, like, we're not. People, no, I mean, you, you, I'm the first one that, we only had this up for a month, you know? No, 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 no. I mean. You're going to have people biting. No, no, not just for this, but just people, period. There's no reason why we really couldn't have been able to find somebody and be like, hell, come through right now. And oh, I've. We've oh, all, we're we supposed, supposed to, to already have that in, relationship, um, right? September. Right. We've only seen each other how many times now? We can count it on one hand versus some people that I've seen. Five times, yeah. Count one hand. Yeah. I've I've seen people a whole lot more, but I can't call them up and they'll take me serious like this. What were you saying? Sorry. What were you saying? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Uh-oh. I forgot. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Well, my whole thing is uh, I came because I'm just trying to um, – I work – way too much you yeah. know like uh and uh like uh i'm just trying to do anything and everything that's out that, that I, i'm just trying to say yes to everything i guess right now and not everything but you know and <laughs> like, how come everyone isn't yeah i don't know i mean i'm i'm being careful it's, it's this pandemic thing you know what i mean i i get it you know <laughs> yeah i mean it's <laughs> everybody already knows it's it's not as bad as they told us it was going to be, but I mean, it's pretty bad. What if we, one of us got it, you know, would suck, you know, but I mean, the, well, I ain't gonna go into that. no, you know what yeah. I mean? But like, uh, what, what I'm saying, it, it would suck, but like, I'm not trying to be scared. I'm, I'm being careful. I'll wear my mask everywhere I go, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like avoid life, you know, and like self-destruct. So when you said, Hey, come through and check this out. I, Looked through my schedule book and I was like, I have a schedule book. I said that because I have one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have to. <laughs> I looked through it and I was like, hey, yeah, this is a good day. Like, let me hit him up, you know, that day and see see what's up. Because I wanted to check it out. You know, I'm, I'm open to all. And it's really funny, you know, like how life opens, you know, yeah. self-realization things. Because I've been wanting to do that. My, my kids actually want to do this. You know, um, that's dope. Yeah. And then so like uh, and I've been wanting to like look into it and, and, and you know, I'm interested. And then you hit me up. You were like, hey, let's do it. Like and you actually were like, hey, you can actually be on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. Man, and that's we we're platform builders and that's it's with networking. And even just from I already know, period. OK, he speaks Spanish. Oh, shoot. He does flyers. It's like, shoot, we don't even have to ask. We just want the Spanish part and just the warm energy. Yeah. Just just the Thank same you. the same thing. So it's like whatever else is whatever. Yeah. If he show up, he show up. Yeah. You know, if he show up, it's down. Well, <laughs> well, well, so That's, why do you think is why do you think the people content is not there? Like why do you think, you know, why do you What do you, you mean just, by the people content? You're saying oh some people are people are not showing up or you know, do you think it's just because uh, people don't? One, really- it is the pandemic, probably. Um, two, it's just intimidation, man. I, from my personal experience, and just from, it's not just me thinking this. No, I could have anybody else. I could explain it to anybody that's above a certain level and doesn't feel these these same ways about people, and they will probably agree. Like, yeah, man, that's all that it is, and I know that's what it is. Because I've done, I've basically offered every opportunity that no one has ever really offered me. You're talking about, uh, you're talking, oh, sorry. <laughs> you're talking about, uh, what, um, like, the, they're scared of this whole thing? Like, to, just to do the podcast thing? Or? No, no, not just the podcast, even just, even music. 
Yeah, they want to do. Everybody wants to do their own thing, even if they can't or whatever. <laughs> Not even quite that. Just it's levels to team joining. So, like I said, even for me, for us to network as a musician, the only way we're going to be able to network as a musician is if I come in and do whatever you want me to do. Yeah, I yeah I get that part. Yeah, that sucks. That's what it is. Is that is that just a a, a symptom of the cello? And I think that's what he has to explain because you're not. I think you're thinking he's just talking about the the podcast thing. Yeah. Um. No. He's been since we've gotten here. He's been trying to network with a lot of people, a lot of musicians because he's a musician, and uh, it's professionally been, network professionally. Yeah. Not just because somebody walk up and be like, "Hey, man, I do music. Can I let's let's network?" Nah. And he's quick to like, you know, uh, I guess help people out in terms of like he'll jump on their projects or whatever. But when it's time to reciprocate or to do anything that's not just that, even negotiate terms on the music. That yeah, together. like they'll they, just, they okay, just feel like you're the bassist. He's, he's worked with an artist for like a year, had him cut. Over a year, had him come in, record free studio time, free beats, all of that. And we get to like, we want to actually, he wants to release one of them as a collective. We're thinking like, this should be the next one. And we got to the point where it's being mixed and mastered and everything. And, you know, they decide, okay. It's like we get to that I got last excited, point basically. and then, you know, let's unravel everything. There's been so many experiences where there's plenty of recorded music with him and other people. They're just not going to release it or they just, uh, really? I don't know, it falls out. And then it's like, what was, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that's where the frustration comes from. Um, just to like <laughs> get a little experience. So you're not thinking where um, his frustration is from like, oh, we've had this podcast studio and nobody has came to whatever. Um, we we're actually supposed to start in September. So there's people that we checked in with like over a month ago about, you know, coming in and all of that. But most of it comes from um, networking with musicians for the past three years, almost three years. And not even just here actually we we had the same experience in virginia and atlanta and um so that's where the frustration comes from not just from a small short period of time or whatever yeah, it's a collected you know experience yeah and just coming down to where it's more like hey just just retire from music uh really no but no it's a difference between retiring from as far as networking, the music business, do I you see. you want to come perform? No, might as well just get yourself a, an agent. I'm just street performing. Do it, you know. So it's like, what's the difference between what I'm doing already is still building my brand, consistent self improvement to where outside of the cello we still have a brand. Outside of this, we still have a brand. I can still do music. I can still come home and make some beats if I feel like it. I can still record some music if I feel like it. I just don't have to feel pressure to make a hit. I don't have to feel pressure to have to practice for this gig. Mm. You know, it's and then as for what I do, you know, basically practicing in public cuz when I I never bring my I, I I can't say never, but 
I rarely ever bring my cello out of the case when I come home. So I'm basically practicing out there. If I don't come out there for two or three, four days, I ain't practiced in two or three, four days, basically. Right. So it's not like I'm practicing to become the best. Just want to play. I'm spreading some good energy, keeping my chops up. It's my neighborhood, making a couple of bucks, building my brand. You know, it's a collective thing. Right on. But people will come up and be like, and they know, one in a million. Probably can't find anybody out there like me that play the way I do and can do what I do, even just from that. And will still be like, I want you to come play at my house. And I could tell them how much I charge. And they'll be like, I, I wasn't expecting to pay that. So how much was my price? And those are some of the things. You know, it's more like, ah, what is it, you know? And this is your house. <laughs> right, it's not like a show where people are enjoying it. And a you bunch do of private gigs, right. And it's more of a, why? Is this right? So it's more like, okay, how can I make it to where I can enjoy myself? I'll just say no. Just say no to everything. Just retire. Just busk. <laughs> just it's not even busk. It's just because I'm not saying please donate or anything. I'm just making a, a way for people to give. Right. The bucket's there says thank you for your energy. It doesn't say please donate. People put money in the bucket. That that experience comes from not having a bucket and people putting money on the ground. All right. Let me respect your money then. And put this bucket out here. Or flies away, gets eaten by a pigeon. <laughs> it's the, and that's, oh, I'm moving this a lot. Well, that's thank, just, thank God for that though, right? Man, all grateful, super grateful. That's why I still do it. That's why it's like, shoot, this is my Instagram. This is my Facebook. This is my real life. Because if I post me playing my cello in my house, I ain't going to make no money. And I ain't going to really. It's weird though too, right? <laughs> I ain't going to get that many likes. It's weird too. Yeah. Like it's weird. <laughs> it's like, but it's reality. But I've also know it's not saying that I'm not dope. I know I'm one of the dopest artists out here. And that's just people, like I said, they've seen cello. That's what a lot of people have just seen cello. I don't even sing out there. I've never sang out there. I still can go out there and practice my vocals. I can open up a songwriting session and turn on the beat and just start having a songwriting session right out there. It's a freedom that people just, ah, you out here on the street. Yo, okay. I'm out here on the street, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I personally heard uh, over a thousand dope beats. <laughs> yeah. I'm out here on, I'm just out here on the street. That's the persona that you want to paint for yourself to make yourself feel better. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, if, I mean, if you can just do that, that's fine. If you're happy, all you gotta do i'm all you gotta I'm, be i'm from little bitty oxford mississippi that's all you gotta be is happy i play in downtown la people just don't get what gratitude is i'm i'm successful you talk to anybody back home i'm not there i'm successful it's the same grind same struggle they don't know how hungry i am or anything but i'm not there i'm over here playing on the streets instead of there so i've made it out really is that how people that don't live in la feel <laughs> how many family members have i had visit me since i've been here i don't know how many 
You can count on one hand. My immediate family haven't been here yet. My cousin has been here. Had a friend, my um, some wild cousin or friend, something, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I had a friend from uh, from Georgia come out here and visit, and my sister in law and her niece that Shasa, she amazing dancer, industry wise. So she is more for you know her school, and she came out here, but still waiting for everybody else to um, be able to. Afford to come out here, I guess, because I came out here with four hundred dollars when I first came. Right. So I guess I'm just waiting on everybody else to be able to afford to be able to come to. I have to wait for a while. I think (laughs) (laughs) people are leaving LA. Like people are scared to come over here right now. That's what I was asking you. That's that's what I was asking because we're seeing a lot of tourists. Really? Like this summer, a lot of tourists were coming coming. in. They're still coming in. Send them to Pomona on the train. (laughs) They don't know about Pomona. They should just last. uh, It's not the last stop. (laughs) Put them on a train. Just send them out there. (laughs) So why haven't you decided to move closer this way? Is it more of just because of um, the cost, or yeah, I always had the I always had the place out there. Okay. Um, and it's pretty big and it's, you know, it's, it, well, it wasn't inexpensive, but now the rent went up. So it is an expense. The rent went up? Yeah. Everywhere. I think, mm. um, it's not, it's not as expensive as other places. Um, have I you looked I, into New York. Have you, have you heard anything about New York? Well, I have kids out here, so I'm not, no, 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 not moving, but have you heard anything? I heard it's the same prices out here. No, no, no. Since the pandemic, have you looked at anything? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's like a, it's an anarchist. It's an anarchy zone. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to call it. I guess it's like an a, a, like a legit anarchy, like anarchy rules there or something like that in Manhattan. It's so weird. I don't. What do you mean by that? I'm not sure. What do you mean by like? That? I guess there's minimal police presence. You know, like oh, right now. And then if you do a crime, like there, you don't really expect the policeman to show up or something. I don't exactly okay, know what okay. it means. I'm sure it's not lawless, but for some reason um yeah i've been looking at tiktoks and like uh youtube video i'm really interested in places i never get to travel dude um so like <laughs> i guess this guy was showing and he was talking about antifa antifa did this antifa did this and he seemed like a pretty young guy and he was like i, w- I went to a he went to a sandwich shop sandwich cost like 20 bucks you know i mean like um um Streets were closed down because people were doing weird things on the streets, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. I guess that you don't really see out here, you know, trouble like that out here. But well, yeah, it still hasn't been an inflation. I be, I always yeah I've been in New York a lot. I I lived in New York. I lived in New York kind of. <laughs> um, I've been wanting to go out there for a while, but like I guess I get scared of racism. Like me, you were minorities. Let's be honest. Like I get so scared. See, Here it's so safe. <laughs> no, it's so you've safe. Been living out there for a while. Downtown LA. Oh man, even just this place. Oh man, it's more racist than Mississippi. I, I bet. Yeah, you have a lot more different cultures to be racist to each other. Yeah, I bet. So that's kind of how you. That's how it is. That's, I live in a really predominantly white, black, and Hispanic area. With the really, like, I'm I'm not Mexican, but the there's a lot of Mexican there, right? So it, I just feel kind of like it's, 
I'm in. I'm integrated a bit. You know, I'm pretty yeah. integrated there. You know, yeah. it's L.A. still, man. It's more of a energy is everything. So I get scared of racism. I get so. I get so. I'm terrified of racist people. I'm terrified of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to take the conversation logic there, but I'm, of, You I'm can't sorry. get the logic of, of, of hate huh? You can't get understand it So therefore that's probably why yeah, It terrifies know. you more Because you probably can't understand like it's, like it's People get really agitated about it And I'm like whoa that really it's, You ramped that up <laughs> You ramped that up by just looking at me Why <laughs> But it's like out here man It's a karma thing To a certain degree Energy wise, because I give off a lot of positive energy. I'm sure you probably give off a lot of positive energy. I try. Yeah. So it's that's really more of the keeping control of how what you're what you're giving off. Sometimes when people, I guess, even when walking by me, I notice security will form up for certain, you know, people that's walking by. Um I say homeless people because they seem a little wild versus when they come by me, it's more of a I'm playing, smile, and okay. To know that people, even if they have mental illnesses, people know that, okay, this is a vibration. This is playing. This guy is playing here. I'm not supposed to, uh, I'm not supposed to, transfer this energy to this person but the security guard is posting up and he's giving me some energy so i'm gonna react over here with them and i've 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 noticed this from experience just from being out there due to the lack of craziness that's walked by and that's not i'm not focusing on that that's not what they you know they know i'm not focusing on it they know i really probably couldn't care about it so they might even try to scraggle and grab something in their pocket, whatever, just to be like a normal person and donate uh, something. Yeah. Uh. And this is what I've, I've know. They wish they could have something to give, but they wish they were sane. They wish they didn't have this mental illness. They wish they could control everything. You know, I've witnessed all of this from a guy just... So talk, talk, talk about that, like the mental illness part that you see. Because I see a lot of that where I live. Yeah. Um, so Really? Still out there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. They're just, coming from, they're just coming from over here. They're getting sent over there. It's, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. I, I can't really... You know what? There, there's maps. You know, there, have you seen those maps online? I mean, people have talked about them. There's mm. maps online where people send and bus and... Back and forth, that. like it's just okay, like a Joe whole travel. Thing. Has talked about yeah, that. yeah. We don't have to talk about that, but like uh, that trips me out. It's and uh, so yeah, that's a whole another conversation. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> it, it, it probably happens internally through cities as well. You know what I mean? They get sent back and forth. Um, yeah, I see a lot of really displaced people out there. Um, a lot of mental illness, but so run run everybody down real quick. So you live in downtown LA. Yeah. You, this podcast is from downtown LA. Uh-huh. And uh, I live in downtown Pomona. So we're connected by the trains, right? For the seaside of L.A., you're in downtown L.A. Um, yeah, so I see a lot of the mental illness. Like, tell them what's up with what you see out here from about the mental illness. Like, is it is it getting more and more 
Is it a lot? There's a lot more, right? Well, this is downtown LA, man. I just, I've only been here going on three years. How long has Skid Row been here? Well, this whole area used to be Skid Row. Though. That's <laughs> my point exactly. You know, so from, I guess, it got to be getting better. If all of this used to be Skid Row, from even what I do out there, it got to be getting better. Okay. I'm sorry. From my personal experience, downtown LA is getting better. That's cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And I don't, you know, that's just even without the rush hour business traffic coming in. That is something I did notice. And this might be another topic, just energy wise, because you have a certain energy of people coming into the city. They don't live here, but they're coming here to work and they stressed as fuck because they had to fight traffic to get here. And it's thousands of them and they all putting off the same energy. So now you don't really have that. You have, I guess, a, a fresh start, a fresher start to a certain degree, a newer start. But the homeless people is one thing. That's homeless. That's not the mental illness all the way. That's just shit. I couldn't afford to pay for this, so I'm I'm putting up a tent. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't deal with none of that. I'm just I just don't have the money. That's not mental illness. That's just homeless. Then you have mental illness. Is that of or you know mental illness and drug addiction as well. It's hard to really. Man, I've seen, I've seen all levels, man. I've seen, like the guy that was from the other day that he, he was just, it was a, it was a seizure-like thing, but the average person wouldn't know, you know, you wouldn't know if he was having just if he couldn't control himself from a drug or what was the issue. Security posted up as usual. And it was like, ah, it just don't seem. And so this day, he's his, his, he didn't have on a shirt, pants basically, barely hanging on. And he had some holes in it and stuff like that. And I, for some reason, just so had told Luam, it was a little chilly, to bring some pants from the crib because I had on some shorts. And she had just got there. So it was either, it was gauging like, and what was funny is that I think I was playing and he walked by me and he was doing, you know, he was walking and like stuttering, but was saying, was still saying something and security posted up. And I just like, I think they, it's like he felt him. I don't know. Maybe he just, but he started walking backwards, like coming to, back towards me. So it's like, all right, fuck it. Since he came back here, give me the pants. And I went and, you know, put put the pants out there. wasn't sure if he was going, wasn't sure if he was just going to go crazy or what. You know, it was a gamble. Wouldn't recommend anybody to just try it. Right, that's what I. But the way security posted up, and it just was like, and everybody's looking because that's what the, the people do. And not one day was looking because they're just hoping his pants don't fall off. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. It's like, man, I hope his pants don't fall off. What, but or he needs some pants or he needs a shirt or something. You know, but. 
that's kind of one of the thoughts. So, yeah, walk up to him, hand him the pants, or just held it out there to him, and he he took it. He grabbed it, you know. And then as he walked, I was like, okay, whew. You know, <laughs> I'm sure that was everybody's things wondering, you know, when I walked up to him, you know, and handed it to him, just he just won't snap and attack right. me or nothing. So that's usually the fear of people having from angry, mentally ill people. But this is a difference. You know, we don't know if this was actually something from birth. And this is just the most people care. And he, this is why he's out here. But so after that shit, she had brought me a long sleeve, took my shirt off, gave him the shirt. He took the shirt and <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, it was still in that and couldn't come out of it the same. You know, he just couldn't. He was there. So it's like now you're wondering, all right. What are we dealing with? Is he trapped or is it a mental illness? Is it a drug? What really is it? We not sure. Right. But he took the pants. He took the the shirt shaking like that. Could he put them on? Hell no. But he took them and he walked on up the block and went on. He went, you know, he went his way. Nothing happened. A lot of times people don't meet those situations with kindness. It's just more out of fear, get away from it. Ah. Instead of walking up, hey man, you okay? You all right? I guess there's been a lot of instances, I guess, of uh, like people lashing out at people, right? It's fear, man. There's people out there that act crazy just because they want attention and they want power. Like I've the, talked to the, them before. Yeah, like they feel like by acting crazy, they can get everybody be scared and also give them attention and that gives them power and attention. And I guess they're not getting that wherever they're going. So there's all levels of it. You had, you talked to one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Notice a girl. She just, you change your clothes every day, but you come out here giving a security guard hell and you, you give him, you know, not necessarily giving me hell, but she's never came up and had a common sense conversation. It's tried to put books and stuff in my, my uh, bucket and stuff to just convince me by her act that she's crazy or whatever, even just dancing around, singing while I'm playing. But then she got, I guess she got to a point where they kicked her off uh, the, 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 the premises. So she can't, she can only, of course, walk by. She can't walk over there. So when she, I guess when she walked by and security walked out to, you know, energy push her over, she came over by me. So I took the opportunity. Hey, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good in you. Plenty of sense. I noticed that you uh, change your clothes every day and you're not like the average people out here. And you, you got a, a good bit of common sense to you to change your clothes. Most people don't know to change their clothes and stuff. <laughs> but she basically tried to explain to me that she felt like she has to show people or she has to, I guess, make it to where she don't care what people say, or give a fuck about what people say, or she. She said she just, was practicing or something. <laughs> It was, it was a different type of mental illness. Mm. She's throwing out anger, feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm making myself harder so I don't have to give a fuck what people say, but I'm throwing out anger and making life difficult for other people. And when I get anger and a bad energy in return, people ain't shit because they treat me this way. When and I've man, I've had a couple of as far as times out there where 
and it's like not really altercations, but people will kind of disrespect you and then you acknowledge it and you kind of, yeah, that's kind of disrespectful, you know, and you don't want to talk to them or you don't acknowledge them anymore and they feel like it's disrespectful that I'm not acknowledging them. To yourself or to them. To them, right, because I don't want to acknowledge them after they were disrespectful. But they feel like, oh, you should at least acknowledge me. Uh, no, you was disrespectful. I don't even want, you're invisible. Right. But that's disrespectful to me. You're being disrespectful. You speak to everybody else, but you don't speak to me. <laughs> okay. But that's it's so many different levels of mental illness out here that, you know. Love. Love is about the best thing or just not, you can't meet it with fear. COVID fucked up a lot of that too. So now you got people that's already scared of mental illness, you know, mentally ill people because they're just mentally ill. Now there's the COVID involved as well. So now I really don't want to help right. a normal person. And that's, that's right. how Skid Row takes care of Skid Row. I heard that the people in Skid Row weren't even that affected by COVID though. That's a like, whole nother conversation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what are they saying? Are they saying anything? Yeah, they're saying they're just, well, I only watch YouTube, so I only see snippets of what people are reporting, right? Like, you, like you, I don't have TV. Yeah. I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news or anything like that. Have you ever asked any of the people around in Skid Row? <laughs> no, I haven't been down here for the last almost a year. You're interested in asking them? Let's go. I don't care. Right. I'm saying we could we could do that one day. We go and ask them. Uh, so, do you know anyone around here that has been uh, affected really? by? And you could just ask them yourself. Wow. And see, I've seen. I I still see some of the norms come through there. Right. Yeah. They just maybe have a mask on. I don't. I don't mind. I'll, I'll go. But I'll, think about that. The right. people from Skid Row with a mask on. What are we protecting ourselves from when we go to ski road that you're not protecting yourself from? Right. It's like, man, I guess. What do they have to lose? Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> That's the biggest issue here. I think it's, this is a magnet for people who, who want to do drugs, though, right? The, the downtown area. Now I'll say that I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I no, here all, right. all my I'll life. bring in I could bring in one of the homeless guys and he can tell you about how they came through, picked him up, told him, yo, we got a shelter for you. And he go to the shelter and there's nothing but temptation in the shelter. How come you ain't at the shelter no more? No, I ain't going back to the shelter. They be doing all types of stuff at the shelter. So he go back to the streets. To keep from Right And it's the same problem in Skid Row as well Some people yeah. go there and they get stuck As a community and There's drugs and there's Get loans some money Can't pay back now you kinda, There's a lot of bad stuff That's going on over there So yeah. not every That's why but it's not better. every homeless person lives in Skid Row According to history it got to be better. It's better. It's, so I remember, so before you guys lived here, I remember my grandpa had a couple of shoe stores. Uh, so 
all of Broadway was um, like strip malls, like the buildings upstairs and down the levels were like okay. strip malls. So you'd go in there and like some, a lot of the, a lot of them were closed, gated off and you'd go, you know, different levels and it'd be, it'd be like a, like a swap meet, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, but I remember it just being really shitty out here, everywhere, everywhere, like. Some places Here, still have the shitty areas. Yeah, no, no, I understand <laughs> that. Um, Literally, I think. <laughs> so the care, the the actual care of the city has gone up, like the downtown area, and it really has the care. Even in even in areas like Skid Row, yeah. I think I've noticed. Yeah, but the homeless population has just like jumped. But it's L.A., and that's one thing that I also take into consideration, man. Say it. L.A. I think I know what you're going to say. L.A. is an amazing place, and it is a great place to come to be homeless. Everybody comes here to be homeless. It is a great <laughs> place. You cannot freeze to death out here if you're homeless, man. Yeah. It's just a great place to come to be You can sleep homeless. outside with your shirt off and, and be you like, oh, cool, that in Mississippi. Just brush my teeth. You will wake up with no blood in your body. All the mosquitoes. Will, no more toes. Man, all the mosquitoes will suck all the oh, blood out of your body. You try that in Mississippi. Yeah. You don't even have a mosquito never, problem I here. I never even thought about that. There's not even, it's not even raining. We have ants. <laughs> ants. <laughs> They're protein. And it's like, it's a great place to be homeless. Yeah. Yeah, so, everybody comes here. That's what people complain about. Say, there's everybody's homeless in in L.A. Everybody <laughs> comes here to be homeless in L.A. It reminds <laughs> me of that um, that uh, AJP video of him talking in Texas. It's like, where are your homeless people? And he's like, our homeless people live in houses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, Texas has got to be catching hell right now. I was thinking of going out there. It, you know what? One thing about L.A., I don't want to move. I don't really want to go anywhere, but I do want to, like, buy a bit of property somewhere rural. Mississippi. <laughs> scared of racists. No. It's what? I'm lot. scared. I'm Look, scared. I don't, and I don't know. For, no. the thing. Above all, I don't know shit. <laughs> so I say that. Buying yeah, land. Just think. Buying land. You already live out. In a, in a small area so it's not no oh, trust me mississippi is not nearly even the south is not nearly as racist as la when you're talking about wow. you're talking can you go to la can you go to mississippi and get a good ass job nine times out of ten yes really yeah can you Go there. Why me? Yeah. You're pointing at me, but even, why me? Even if, but think, even if we're, I'm, I'm black, I can still go there and get a good ass job. Can you go there and get a good ass job too? There's a good chance, yes. Okay. So it's not as racist as you think. Now, mm -hmm. can you come out here and try that shit? It ain't the same. Why? Because she now has her own business because she had a hard time getting a job. So she had to create her own business because she had she didn't have a problem in Georgia. She didn't have a problem in the DMV area. But the shit is not the same out here. So that's how you can gauge racism on your ability to survive. I'll see positions open for three years after they didn't want to hire me. 
the same job is still yeah, there. Yeah, like, but like, think Fuck 10 it, we'll other companies, be, we'll let it several just sit companies. There. And that's why they're making them put uh, some color in the board. <laughs> making. Well, some people, so you know, some, you job are, some. Some, some jobs are mock jobs, though, right? Some jobs are just tested. It's, you know, people can advertise. What do you mean work. by that mock job? So in my, in the design field, in my field, and across all the design fields, I think, um, you're running out of space. You want to stop? Let's do a recording. Okay, we so got 15 minutes left. It, um, I've noticed that there'll be, like you said, the same job will be open for years. You know, yeah. it's a like a it's a it's a tester job. It's like a, let's see who's still out there, who re- responds to this job, or who what's out there, right? Like they're mm-hmm. gonna ga- they're trying to gauge the the uh, the uh, the market by putting these fake jobs out there it's not illegal and to taking do. interviews and all of that yeah stuff. yeah and it's not illegal that. to do why uh, i haven't i know heard it about sucks. this in other states why but, but, but this is the thing that? this is the thing from from your point of view it makes sense from our point of view that's a systematic racist filter uh yeah. okay oh, I mean, here I get that. this is the thing <laughs> they will it's not like I've I've actually tested this yeah. <laughs> over like twenty companies or so. Like it's not a I take a lot of interviews. Uh, I, I apply to a lot of jobs. I work with a lot of different agencies that put me out there a lot. Um, and this is like I've noticed this is one of the most racist place I've wow. ever been in America. And you're and talking I've about lived, Mississippi. I've lived in Minnesota. I've lived in Atlanta. I've lived. A little bit in Philly. I've lived in DMV, and I will say the larger cities that are supposed to be progressive and see themselves as being progressive are actually on the systematic level. They're very racist. I can. I can it's just that. the people outside. They're not racist, so it looks like it's not. It's fine, but the people in the corporations they're not hiring, and these tech companies are the worst. Like Silicon Valley tech companies are the most racist that I've noticed, um, as opposed to like uh, like in D.C. A lot of the jobs, tech jobs, are government. They're fine. In Atlanta, uh, a lot of wide variety of companies, they're fine. But here, uh, I don't know. It's just it's something weird. It's, Hollywood yeah. is setting the tone, and I can kind of see that in the city. But before we run all the way out, I think we got. About 13 minutes out. I guess we should go ahead and probably close it on out in some formal way. We'll probably just export it out and run it again. I'm just we got to get a bigger car so we can go longer. But um, man, thank you. We here, man. This I is just, it. This yeah, is it. This is, we're gonna keep doing this. Oh, we're gonna definitely keep. And doing I can this. bring people as, as long as you with, down. with with you. Uh, I'll just let you know before. I yeah, we're or, we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna organize it like a business, man. It's like you know, this is the foundation. It's well, like, I, my whole thing is, is I, I you know, I, I'm just really interested in making the con. I, you know, I, I don't really care if it runs out. And now you know because we're done. Thank you so much. Actually, thank you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and let them. Uh, um, yeah, let's sign. Follow off. us, uh, luamli.com. Uh, get your merch American Gypsy Podcast Subscribe Like um, Classic.com K-L-A-C-C-I-K.com For all you know Information and things like that Thank y'all for tuning in We are signing out And consistent self-improvement To everybody Can I get some plugs in there? Yeah yeah, yeah. Okay so um, 
I'm just, uh, I have a business uh, design firm in downtown Pomona, in out design, in out drafting and design. If you guys need any, uh, anything, any kind of uh, design or drafting, uh, we can help you guys out with. Um, also want to plug, uh, I also want to plug um, the mayor, uh, mayor, Tim Sandoval of Pomona. Uh, hope he wins the election. Uh, thank you for all your uh, service and thank you for listening to me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, right on, man. Really good. Consistent self-improvement, everybody. Enjoy your night. Good night.